Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of The Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today, listeners, I've got someone very exciting for you. Her name is Julia McCurley. She is a professional matchmaker, relationship coach, and CEO of Something More. So welcome, Julia. It's nice to be on your show, Lynn. Thank you for inviting me. You're very welcome. And in today's podcast episode, we're going to be talking about how to date your mate. This is something that's very, very strong in regards Julia's area of expertise. So take it away, Julia. How do you date your mate? Well, when you get married, first comes love, then comes marriage, then comes a baby in a baby carriage. And then what happens? Bills, stresses, dishes laundry and it's hard to keep that romance alive when you're just trying to run a household and juggle careers and all that just put them on there like I'm at a college they found out how that meeting is or just little notes during the day or just dressing up or just there's all kinds of things that you could do that will surprise him or that makes him feel or her special yeah absolutely instead of getting out of the routine you know (laughs) yeah and we can vary that up quite a bit. So we're not quite as predictable as, you know, just doing certain things as a set time as well, can't we? Yeah, and just little small gestures kind of kind of mean the most in a relationship. Like, you know, dinners and flowers, those are all fine and good, but there's actually a really good book about this. And it's hard to swim, they're called like bids and like you do a bid for somebody's attention, they do a bid. And so it can happen anywhere. Like you're watching TV together and you just like reach over and grab his hand or, you know, you're in the car and you just lean over and give him an unexpected kiss. I mean, just those things can kind of keep you connected more than, you know, some lingerie or whatever. Yeah. Cause it, it's not, Although all that's about... not a bad thing either. <laughs> no, but it's not all about sex, is it? I mean, and it's not for the man either. You know, we all want to experience intimacy and intimacy can be done in various different ways and doesn't necessarily have to involve sex, does it? Yeah. I mean, that part's important too. Like, I think sometimes, you know, you're just tired, like, God, I just don't feel like it. But I think kind of use it or lose it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you kind of let that part of you go, you might just forget how wonderful it is. I mean, I think, I don't know, two or three times a week. That's what I always tell people. (laughs) Yeah. Don't let a couple of weeks go by like that. I know a lot of how like the dishes get done. The garage gets cleaned when I keep that part, you know, of physical intimacy, you know, active. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe that's kind of selfish, but, and it's to my benefit as well. Yeah. It's so important. You know, even sometimes if you don't actually feel in the mood, you can actually surprise yourself and actually get in the mood once you get, you know, get started and, and uh, have a little bit of a flirt and a giggle and see how things go. Absolutely. Like, okay, I want to sleep a few more minutes, but wait a second. You know, the kids are sleeping and this is the perfect time. Just, you know, do it. 
So what, what else do you discuss around how to date your mate, Julia, in terms of offering tips and suggestions to women? Well, one of these things, this is so, but having a date night, like just have uninterrupted time together. It could be just taking a walk. It could be just um, anything. It doesn't have to be like some big five-star restaurant. It could be just drinking champagne under the stars. Or sharing a bubble bath. (laughs) You know, I love that. In fact, I have this bubble bath thing where they're like little plastic, like Easter egg things. And there's a note in each one of things to do while you're in the bathtub. Wow, that's a great idea. Yeah. (laughs) I haven't used that in a while. I forgot about that. I better break that out. (laughs) Yeah, so the date nights, just having uninterrupted time together just to have a conversation. Like I talked to my clients. I'm like, when's the last time you just sat and looked in your, your partner's eyes for like 15 minutes and talked to them. A lot of people don't, they're just like in such a hurry and a rush. They're walking down the hallway, talking to each other's like on the West wing. Remember that show? Like they never actually sat down in a room. They're just talking in the hallway <laughs> as they're yeah. rushing off to low, like launch a shuttle. Yeah. It's like, just sit down, take a deep breath. Whatever you're doing can wait for 10, 15 minutes, you know? I think that's so important, you know, and to be fully present, you know, um, put away your phone and switch off the TV. Absolutely. We routines, don't we, where we're just messing around on our phones and not doing anything in particular, just wasting time and not necessarily watching anything in yeah. on the TV when you could be having a really great conversation with your other half. I am, I get in a fight with social media, like every couple of weeks, like, why am I sitting here scrolling through Facebook? There's nothing going on. It can wait. So then I delete the apps, but then I'll get a message message. Like I got from you this morning. I'm like, shoot, I don't have Facebook messenger on my phone anymore, but it can, it is addicting to keep just, we look at our phones like 74 times a day or something crazy. And so I try to just put my phone away, like after dinner, like six o'clock on, I just stick it in my bedroom, keep it away from me to not look at it. Do you know what I think is really sad as well is I think it ought to be banned that people use their phones or look at screens whilst they're eating it out at a restaurant. I think that's really rude. It is incredibly rude. In fact, that's a, that's a rule that I have with my clients in my matchmaking business is no phones on these dates. You need to leave them in your car. Um, vibrate doesn't work. You still, it's still there. You can feel it. Even like those Apple watches, those are buzzing. Like just leave all that off. Like I said, anything can wait for an hour. Now, I guess if you have younger kids, that's maybe different, like a babysitter or something. But um, in general, like a phone on the table ruins romance, even if you're not even looking at it. Yeah, definitely. I 100% agree. Because it's just the thought that it's there and like, oh, what if it starts buzzing? It's just like you're, you're like you said, you're not present. Yeah. And that's an important thing, being fully present, isn't it? And and actively listening, not just waiting for your turn to jump in without actually considering what the other person's actually saying. Good point. Because I know for me, I find myself, like my mind will start racing, like, wait, I've got to plan this. And then just, I talk to myself and like, just focus, you know, it's, it's a skill. Because I think our society, we just have things coming at us all the time. And in relationships, I call it like dating ADD, even like we just are so thinking about a million things and if you look you know back how 
the past, like old fashioned romance. Remember they have long walks and strolls and they'd spend the afternoon together walking through nature. Like I think even just getting into nature can create romance just away from like looking at the, seeing the dishes in the sink or seeing the laundry or just hearing things. Like sometimes just like peace and quiet is what will help create that romance. Definitely. I think we've forgotten really how to be, um, I suppose, in the courtship phase of dating, haven't we? It seems to be a very much a instant gratification society we've got these days. I wrote a blog about that, Lynn, called How Amazon Prime is Ruining Dating. Because we do want instant, instant, instant. And it used to be love takes time. It's like a garden. You have to water it and nurture. And it's, I, it's you know, the basic things are what works. So that's a lot of this is just, you know, common sense things like, oh, wow, I need to like look at, you know, have uninterrupted time together. I need to like kiss him more or we need to. Okay. Speaking of kissing, I don't, are you married, Lynn? No, but I've got a long-term partner. Okay. Do this tonight with him. (laughs) Kiss him for 10 seconds. (laughs) It seems like forever, but like, like just, you start relaxing after about five seconds. At first it kind of feels weird. But then if, it doesn't have to be like some heavy makeup thing, but even just like keeping your lips together for 10 seconds. And at the end, you just feel like, wow, I feel more connected to this person. I know that sounds weird. No, and then also, no. also a 30 second hug. Yeah. I give my family 30 second hugs all the time. And usually after like 10 seconds, they're starting to pull away. And I'm like, no, you know, just, just stay, close your eyes. You know, don't do a one arm hug. It's going to be like an embrace. And it, I don't know, there's something about that. Like, it just helps you, like, get out of your head and, like, really focus on the other person. Yeah, I really enjoy those. Because for me as well, my sort of love language is physical touch. So anything that involves, you know, long snogging or kissing, as we call it, um, is fantastic for me, as, as well as the hugging. And, you know, I, I'm not a quick hugger. I, I really enjoy and fully melt into the embrace when I'm hugged. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought up love languages because I'm a big believer in those. And I feel like people have two, like the way that you want to show your love and the way you want to receive your love. So my husband shows his love by gifts. And then I figured out my love language is words of affirmation. And so we had a long talk about it. I'm like, I have enough jewelry, okay? I just want to know that you think I'm beautiful, that you think I'm a good mom, you think you're proud of me for my success and we even started a little book with like word of the day and so it didn't have to be every day but I would just get the surprise note somewhere and I would say today's word is sexy you know I think you're so you know I'm so attracted to you even after all these years and I don't know that's like it just makes me feel so good like I don't need to have some new bobble on my arm you know no that's really a great idea actually I love the the, love the um, words because you can really think and be creative with some really impactful, exciting words that can mean a lot. It can be. I like the way you're so organized. Like it helps me. I don't have to worry about, you know, where things are at and it just makes our home more peaceful. Like that's a good word to say, at least to somebody like me, that's very anal retentive. Like, (laughs) yes, I'm organized. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So here's some other things. Speaking of that, being helpful can definitely help with your romance and keeping your partner happy. Like 
my husband and I, I know I keep talking about this, but I'm on my second marriage. This one, I'm going at 17 years and we're madly in love. We have this thing called just one thing. So like if you leave to go run an errand, when you come back, there should be just one thing that was done. Like I either emptied the dishwasher, I put a load of laundry in, I, you know, organized something. I don't know. I just did something. So like when they got home, the same breakfast dishes aren't sitting on the counter. Right. Yeah. Just things like that are thoughtful, you know? And sometimes, you know, um, you know, because men and women are different in terms of the way they think, the way they behave and the way they speak and um, all the different actions. I think it's sometimes a bit difficult sometimes for, for women to fully appreciate that men sometimes need that, um, I suppose, real clear defined task <laughs> rather than they assuming do. that they, they you know, are going to do it because men automatically think you've got it handled because that's what they do. You know, um, they don't ask for help because unless they haven't got something handled. So they don't expect you to ask them if they need any help. Whereas women, I think quite often, you know, make the mistake of thinking, well, he should notice that I need some help. Well, actually, yeah. you've got it handled. So unless mm-hmm. you express it verbally that you would love him to do something for you, then he assumes that you're okay. This is how specific I am, Lynn, that these 500 square feet need to be clean at all times. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't care about the bedrooms, shut the door, whatever. But like the common areas, I, I want it where the, some, a neighbor drops by that it looks good. And so now he understands that, right? Like if you just say, can you help me pick things up? They don't get it. Like you need to say exactly what you want. Absolutely. And then also give appreciation because the more appreciation you give a guy, the more willing he's going to keep wanting to repeat those behaviors or other behaviors that make you happy. Again, and that's where like the hug and the kiss come in, the thank yous, they're, you know, I can always count on you just, or go do it, whatever their lamp language is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying you have to go have sex if they clean the garage, but you know, that's all about being unpredictable, which is also on my list. Like just get out of the routine. Like let's have breakfast for dinner. I don't know. It could be anything or let's um, just a last minute little weekend getaway. You know, we're not doing anything. Let's just go take off. We've got like a, a wine country thing here in, Texas it's like an hour and a half and it's fun it's a really beautiful drive just go there for the day go in the little shops something like that or actually have another list of a hundred date ideas a hundred okay everything from like archery axe throwing horseback riding a crafting thing like have like paint with wine whatever we can have those in Spain but that's kind of fun um like you make a little art piece while you're sipping on your pinot noir um there's just so many things, like things that you want to try. Like, let's try, I'm not a big yoga person, but they have like couples yoga. I'm like, oh, that'd be kind of fun. Let's go have a few laps. We can't touch our toes, whatever, you know. And I think some board games are quite good to reintroduce into relationships as well. I mean, I haven't actually had a play of it, but there's a, a board game I don't know if you're familiar with called Monogamy that's a, a bit similar to Monopoly. Ooh, I like the sounds of that. I love, love, love games. We play games all the time. I'm like really competitive with Scrabble. Like I've got the deluxe board, like the thing that spins around at the top. Yeah. And we also, another thing on that note, like the couples that play together, stay together. I actually taught my husband to play tennis and now he beats me, which is annoying 
<laughs> but we really look forward to that. We play like, you know, three or four times a week. And it's just, it just, it's a great thing to share together. Yeah, because, you know, if you keep it, I mean, obviously there is a bit of a serious side to it with the, you know, the gentle competitiveness, but it can also be quite a fun, you know, time to have and have a good laugh around how well or, or not you do in, in that game, can't it? Yeah, and there's, I just heard about this thing. I don't know if they do it in Spain, but pickleball. Have you heard of that? No. It's a huge thing here now, but it's like a, a mini tennis thing. And it's kind of more social, I guess. It's like a smaller court with like a smaller racket, smaller ball. But everybody's doing it. Like, it's just like a social kind of connector thing. So I think it'd be good for people that maybe, you know, aren't as into sports or maybe aren't that athletic. It's like, you could still find something to do. Like play catch for God's sake, like a Frisbee, just anything. Yeah. Get your yeah. endorphins going, you know? <laughs> well, like I said, even board games or card games even. That, that I love card know. games. We have a card game called Russian Rummy. It takes an hour and a half, but oh my God, that game is so much fun. <laughs> yeah. And I think families have lost the art of, um, you know, getting involved in those sort of games as well as couples, haven't they? Yeah. And like, just again, like we keep talking about, turn the TV off. I have a cupboard full of board games. You're reminding me, like, I need to like break out. Sorry. Or I don't know. Yahtzee. <laughs> Sorry. Sounds a good one. <laughs> it is a good one. Yeah. So another thing, um, I have on my list is like, be flexible, you know, like things come up, right? Maybe you had plans to go do something, but then your partner maybe had a bad day at work or whatever. It's like, just be understanding, you know, and not everything goes to according to plan as we, as we know in life. And so you just kind of like when life gives you lemons, make lemonade, you know, that saying, Yeah. and you can still find a way to like make things fun or whatever, like, Let's say the babysitter canceled. All right, we're going to have a candlelight dinner at our dining room table, you know, mm. put the kid, pop in a DVD for the kids and we'll create our own little romance. And the thing is that uh, I think you're so right there because, you know, we have a tendency to sweat the small stuff. And like you say, if a babysitter cancels, it'd be so easy to get down in the dumps and depressed and think, oh, that's it. You know, my, my evening's ruined rather than, well, let's get creative then. What, what can we do there instead that could it be even more fun? Yeah, something else. We had a big snowstorm here and people were trapped in their houses and like Valentine's Day, everybody's at home. And I came up with this idea, like slow dance together. Does that not sound, it sounds weird, but like think about your yeah. prom, like some romantic song that reminds you of like, you know, your high school years or even like your first wedding dance. Like what song did you dance to? Kind of brings back a little, um, just memories of like, when you first met and you know that was a big thing like oh we danced together I don't know that was for me which maybe sounds corny no it doesn't uh, I think music is a huge thing that again you know we we probably don't pay much store by but can really enhance and uh, not only bring back past memories that have been great but create new ones as well yeah like we have our favorite song is called The Best Is Yet to Come by Frank Sinatra. And that's kind of like our song. And so we'll play that, you know, every so often and just kind of smile and hold hands and just laugh and think about that time we were in Chicago. And we I guess I'm talking about the past, but, um, you know, there's new music that we like too. like I'm a huge Maroon 5 fan and my husband is now he has to be. We've seen him like six times. 
But then I had to go see Charlie Daniels at the rodeo because <laughs> he loves country music. But that stuff's kind of fun, like just support each other's tastes as well. Yeah, the diversity is very important as well as the similarities and the things that you have in common, isn't it? I think it is. Yeah, you have to kind of embrace the differences because nobody wants a carbon copy of themselves. I mean, that's pretty boring. And I've done so many things I never in my life thought I would do with my husband, you know, because he's, kind of, like I said, kind of more country. Like I've been to NASCAR, I've been to whatever. Like I actually have been on a safari with him. He's a hunter. Never thought I would do that. And it was incredible. So, and I'm sure he's you know, done some things with me that he never thought he would do. I'm still trying to get him to get a pedicure though, Lynn. <laughs> he will not. And I'm like, but honey, it would feel so good. <laughs> like it doesn't have to be like you get your toes all done up. But so anyway, his heels, like I bought, like I've um, taken like a nail file and kind of tried to like soften them up a bit and put cream on them. Like in the middle of the night, I'll feel this jab. I'm like, oh my, like it's just dry heels. <laughs> so that's like a running joke between us. And that's something too that's so important is humor and having your inside jokes and just having, you know, things that maybe nobody else gets, but you too, you know what it means to you guys. Definitely. Even pet names is nice, isn't it? It's another form of intimacy. Yeah. Pet names is good. Yeah. What's your pet name? Does your partner call you something? Yeah, just babe normally. <laughs> yeah, I get called darling, honey, all the time. But he's from the South and I wasn't used to that. I'm like, why is this guy calling me darling all the time? But that's just the way they talk. <laughs> oh, look, <laughs> you're right, love. <laughs> Things like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so what else do I have on here? Oh, a time and a place. So let's say you have something urgent you want to talk about. The, it's not a good time right to bring this up right when the person walks through the front door. Like you need to give them a few minutes to decompress or maybe, you know, just pick a time when they're more relaxed, depending on the topic. So sometimes like you can't always, it's not good to just like burst out exactly what you're thinking at that moment because you're not going to get, it's not going to be productive. Does that make sense? Yeah, especially with guys, because they do need, you know, especially if they've just done a full day at work, about 30 minutes to unwind. You know, it's their man time. They need to actually have that time to themselves to, you know, pick up the paper or watch some sports just to de-stress from the day. Yeah, productivity. I'm the same. You're like, gonna I want to go home, put on my, yeah. I want to go home, put on my lounging clothes, maybe have a glass of wine. I'll read some magazine, like just for... 20 minutes just to get my mind off of work and um the work thing too like I know my husband I have a tendency to talk about work too much just because I get really involved with my clients and I remember one time he goes can we please stop talking about Richard and I'm just <laughs> like but wait Richard almost died in a ski accident and you know he's you know amazing he's like I know but I'd rather you know discuss it another time like it's, you know, whatever Wednesday night, we want to watch some show or something. Let's like get into like relaxation mode. And sometimes as well, you know, things, some things are more appropriate to talk about with um, girlfriends rather than your mate. True. And we, I think we do expect a lot out of our partner. They're supposed to be our therapist. They're supposed to be our personal trainer. They're supposed to be, you know, 
our confidant. They're supposed to be your shopping buddy. Like you can only expect so much from one person. I feel that, um, you know, certain subjects, you know, especially if it may be to do with, I don't know, especially things that women are very good at and that is gossiping. Um, men aren't really yeah. interested in that. So if it's just sort of family or friendship type gossip, then probably then you should think about discussing it with a friend rather than him. Yeah. Yeah. There's some topics like my husband loves to talk about politics. I literally hate talking about politics. So whenever my mother comes to visit, I just, she gets her from the airport or he picks her up from the airport and I just let them talk. Usually like after dinner and stuff, they'll start getting into it again. So I'll just kind of wander off. Like, you know, I just, that's not something I'm interested in. I know I said earlier, like act interested, but, um, you know, I'm sure he doesn't want to hear about, you know, my trip to Sephora and how I couldn't find that one foundation or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So as well as sort of like you say, the time and the place is also, is it the appropriate, is he the the appropriate person to be talking about whatever you want to talk about? Yes. And how, here's something really basic in terms of like things to talk about, not talk about is just to ask yourself is what I'm about to say going to be hurt or help my relationship it's a good rule of thumb don't you think yes yeah like let's say he really annoyed you well what's the point of telling him that like that's how he is right and i'm speaking of like a pet peeve i guess and people can go well you always say that you always do that or i knew like that does not that's contempt that's criticism those are not good things to bring into a relationship Absolutely not. And the thing is, if he has upset you, say, for example, you know, he was late coming home and he had promised to take you out for a meal and he hadn't really given you much notice. So, you know, it might be something that, um, you know, hurts your feelings. For sure. The good thing that, you know, you can, it's the way you broach the subject. So I heard a good phrase to use is, He'll probably be expecting that you're not going to be happy because he'll know, you know, if you're if you're upset yeah. over, you know, what those sorts of types of things. So the good way to sort of present a, a calming front that's going to not cause any conflict is to say, this is no big deal, but w- would you give me a call next time? You know, you've got that's to a nice it. way to say it. Yeah. So if you start it off with it, it's no big deal. And, you, and he knows that. It is a big deal, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deal, because he knows you're, you're upset. But if you actually say it's no big deal, he really, he'd really, he really appreciates that because straight away it, he lowers his guard. You know, he's, it, he's, it, you're being so soft and uh, feminine in that moment. He can't help but want to then make sure that he does honour and respect you next time that, that situation may arise. Another phrase I like is help me understand. Yeah. Like, honey, you're, I, you're like always so thoughtful and considerate. And I've just, this was like really shocked me when you didn't let me know. You're like, can you help me understand what was going on? Like, did you get a last minute work call or whatever? Cause this seems a little out of character. Instead of going, God dang it. I spent an hour and a half getting ready. I got my nails done. I did my hair. And then you just waltz in here. Like I'm supposed to forget about our plans you know that's that's not helpful it's not so it's, it's all it's all about pre-framing how you're going to speak to them as well as um you know 
thinking to yourself beforehand, what do I want the end result to be? Do I want intimacy to still prevail or, or do I want to potentially cause a conflict situation? And, and I'm sure 100% of us would want to preserve the intimacy. Remember when you said earlier about like maybe talk to a girlfriend? Yeah. I've done that before. Like when something, a situation comes up with my husband, I'll call my best friend and, and kind of get her input because she can be more neutral and where I'm like kind of heated up. And so sometimes you need to like, just diffuse it. Like don't even say it at the time it happened. That's like maybe idea. say it the next day, you know? I love that. Yeah. I love that. Cause he'll, he'll know as well. He'll probably be expecting you to um, be upset, you know, if he's done mm-hmm. something uh, such as, you know, come home late without letting you know. But um, if you can preempt it, like you say, by um, speaking to a girlfriend first and diffusing it that way, or, just say, look, you know, it's, it's no big deal, but, you know, it would be nice if you'd give me a call next time. Just to let yeah. Me in late. And my friend has even told me, like, you're being unreasonable, which I probably am sometimes, like, because we can, I think, be really demanding. And, like, we're all human and we can't, like, not everybody's going to be 100% all the time. And you can go through stages in a relationship where maybe one person is more giving than the other person. And I'm not saying you have to, like, quote unquote like put up with that forever but maybe they do have some big project going on or maybe they're tired maybe they're depressed who knows you have to communicate and talk and figure out what's happening like you have to keep an eye on your relationship like there's kind of ebbs and flows of it and I think sometimes we just like write things off like oh he's just busy whatever well no he's not just busy he's having an affair I mean that's an extreme but yeah I mean, and, and again, it's knowing what's acceptable and what isn't acceptable and having those boundaries to know that, you know, there are times when you don't need to sweat the small stuff. And there are times where you need to sort of lay down some boundaries if some big boundaries have been crossed in terms of what you will and won't accept. And I think it is kind of disappointing when you look back on like your romance and like everything that happened and how excited you were to see the person and just, you know, just that feeling butterflies and all that. And I think you can still get that somehow. Maybe yeah. not exactly the same, but you can still like be excited and look forward to, you know, having the date nights or having, you know, sex for whatever it is, just somehow like forget about the, like, I think holding grudges, some people do that too in relationships and that's not helpful. It's not, and it's not, I and mean, it's knowing again, you know, is it something that's worth hanging on to? Because the only person that's going to be hurt by that is yourself. So, I mean, if it, if it wasn't, you know, something small, you know, still address it. But, you know, don't make a, don't make a big deal about it if, if it doesn't need to be a big deal. Yeah. I mean, stuff about, I know I keep talking about around the house, but it is with COVID and everything. We've all spent a lot of time together. And from people I've talked to, I mean, yeah, you're getting on each other's nerves just for the fact that you're together 24 by seven. And so those are times that maybe have been more challenging and things you maybe wouldn't have normally noticed. Like, oh my God, I hate the way he loads the dishwasher. Like before I would have been just like, oh my God, he loaded the dishwasher. But now I'm just like, what? I don't like forks down and he did it, blah, blah, blah. It's like, really at the end of the day, does that matter? No. Absolutely not. And that's what I mean by, I suppose, is it worth actually even mentioning if it's something that's just a different way? No, you know? I'd be happy he did it. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And I think chat, like telling people like what you need is so important. Like we've been talking about and also understanding why they do the things they do. Like in my own relationship, I know I keep talking about it, but I've done a lot of work because I've, you know, have been divorced and I don't want to go through that again. And I really do love my husband, but he traveled a lot. And when he'd get home, he'd put the suitcase in the living room and I called it the suitcase explosion. <laughs> like God, every time he comes home, his stuff is all over the place. Well, then I was talking to a friend, like we said, and she said, well, maybe you should explain it to him in the way that he understands. So she goes, just tell him it's like when you did a PowerPoint and forgot to save it. So <laughs> that's why I tell him, like, I get the house all clean, you know, expectation for when you come home. And then it's all ruined in like five minutes with the suitcase. And so the way I said it was like, honey, you know how when you're like, you forgot to save like a presentation and then you have to do the whole thing all over again. That's how I feel when you leave your suitcase in the living room. And then he explained, but I put that in there because I didn't want to wake you up by dra dragging the suitcase across the floor and none and none and you'd get home like usually after I got to bed. So then I'm like, oh, I get it. And so it was all resolved just over that, just by trying to understand, like putting it in his perspective and understanding why he would do that because giving people the benefit of a doubt, like I don't think any man is like purposely trying to piss off their wife. No. Because they know the consequences. No, and, and like you say, you hadn't probably even considered that he, it was out of consideration for you and not wanting to disturb and wake you up, that the, that was the reason why he left the case in the living room. Yeah, and I find that whenever we talk, I'm like, he is trying to be considerate to me, but I've taken it as he's annoying me. And it, it's like we need to, like, reframe our thinking and find a way to be like, well, he did this because he's trying to be helpful in this way, even though that's not the way I would have done it, you know. We both, it's like celebrate the differences. We both think differently. We solve problems differently. And even like personality tests, um, you know, the Myers-Briggs one? Yes. Have you ever taken that? No. Okay. Well, there's, it's really interesting because my husband and I are different. And I, the best example I can give you is of projects. Like if you told me, go put away this box of Christmas decorations, I would just go stick it in the garage on the shelf. He will rearrange the whole garage and make like make some storage things for here and like organize this and alphabetize that. And he's gone for like three hours. <laughs> and so that's like the Myers-Briggs things. Like I always tell myself that, like, look, we just think differently. And, um, you know, cohabitating with somebody, that's, it's hard for years and years. And so you have to find a way to like, just get past like the things that bug you and focus on the things that brought you together in the first place. Excellent. And on that note, Julia, if anybody was interested in reaching out and getting in touch with you, what is your best contact information? My, well, my website is trysomethingmore.com and my email is julia at trysomethingmore. Excellent. And I named the company something more. A lot of people are like, why is it called that? It's because I believe people deserve something more than just like swiping or hoping to run into somebody somewhere and, you know, just being frustrated in their relationships through the coaching that we both do. You know, I'm sure we've saved a lot of relationships and marriages maybe. Yes, absolutely. hundred percent know that to be true. Well, thank you very much, Julia. It's been a fascinating conversation and I've really enjoyed your insights and your wisdom 
And I'm sure the audience are very grateful that you've been vulnerable enough and um, open enough to share some of your own personal experiences as examples. So thank you very much for that. Well, thank you for having me. And I really hope your listeners take some of this advice because it will change your life. I promise. (laughs) I can vouch for that 100%. So listeners, it just leaves me to say, true love starts with opening our hearts. And until next time, goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group, Two Hearts Entwined, or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn, or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.